Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. Rita, as we watch what we hope will be the final throes of the COVID pandemic here in Melbourne, I wanted to ask you how you feel your numerous friends and contacts in the restaurant business are going. Other sectors of the industry do seem to be picking up, um, airlines, uh, hotels, meetings and events. So what are the restaurateurs and chefs telling you and... uh, what then is your take on the future for Melbourne's renowned dining scene? That's a very good question. I've observed lots of things and uh, a number of people have talked about the double problems of lack of staff and increasing costs. Now, food costs have gone up and they will, be, they will keep going up. And that's to do with all sorts of things. It's to do with climate, it's to do with floods, it's to do with drought, it's to do with the difficulty of getting around. Uh, so food prices have gone up. The cost of meals in restaurants has gone up and will continue to do so. The The other thing I've noticed um, is that hours are shorter. Restaurants that were open six days a week here, Monday to Saturday, are now often only open Wednesday to Saturday, um, yeah. and that's a way of coping with short staff. And the other, and menus are shorter. Yeah, it's def- I'm noticing the same thing, Rita. Places that I've uh, regularly visited locally, um, I found the other night. I had my son and uh, daughter-in-law down from uh, Sydney, and a Tuesday night we couldn't find a decent local place to eat. So. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shame. And definitely staff shortages are uh, an issue. You can expect longer waits for a coffee. Uh, there's a, one place uh, that I go regularly when I uh, when I have to go to town. There's a coffee shop there. It used to have a, about three or four people in the staff. Now there's only one. And he does everything. He gets the food you want. He heats up your toasted cheese sandwich. He makes your coffee. He fixes your tea. How many sugars? And he's doing it all on his own. Packing these rollerblades to get around oh, the yeah. place. And, and he's and, doing and, it tough, but he's doing a good job. Oh, that's good. Well, for, I think for for restaurants, the other issue is going to be that rents are going to go up. Yeah, I and think that's have, happening. Yeah, and and they have been going up. Yeah. So um, a meal in a restaurant is going to cost more. Um, in a good restaurant particularly. What happens in small local family-run restaurants is that the family members tend not to get paid. Oh, sure. And it's a great way of saving of saving on expenses and, of course, yeah. all the add-on costs of staff. Uh, I think a lot of them also are just on casual arrangements. Um, again, probably a move designed to minimise their on costs. But, um, well, you know. and that, that's tricky for everyone. I think the, the in- industry's had a huge shake-up. Yeah. And I, for me, it's a great pity that um, everyone keeps talking about getting back to normal. There isn't a normal. There, no. there really isn't. What they're doing is saying, why can't we be as we were three years ago? Well, the, and the truth is, we can't. Mm. Um, the world's changed. The industry's changed. It would have been a very interesting time to tackle um, the anomalies in pay in the industry because the award is absurdly complicated. Yes. Uh, yeah. People have talked to me about that. And this would have been a good time to really have a good look at the award and not to make sure that people get paid less, but to make sure that 
the the system was easier to manage. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, Rita, do you think that the city restaurant scene um, is its own little microcosm and isn't generally reflective of the whole of the state? Well, I think so. But the thing I've observed is that city restaurants are pretty busy, right. particularly at the top end. Okay. You mean uh, the top dollar in, not the top end of Collins Street? No, no, the, to- <laughs> the top dollar in. And I say this because in recent weeks I've been ringing places to make a booking and I've been told that uh, there aren't any tables left. Oh, OK. Well, that's a good uh, scene. Well, it, it either means they're limiting numbers severely to cope well with the people they've got coming in or that the restaurant's flat chat... Uh, so either way, it's good for people. Do you think our reputation's intact as the uh, premium dining city in Australia? Uh, I think it is, but um, just our saying it doesn't make it so. I think our strengths are what they've always been, um, that we've got not only the diversity, but quality in that diversity. Okay. So, so you think of any any restaurant, any eating style you you want to go to, and you're going to have a choice of places up and down the the price scale, and and geographically, um, and geographically. Yeah. Yep, that's right. So, we, I think Melbourne's still doing very well indeed, but I am aware that it's 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 been really tough, and doesn't look as if it's going to be easy for a while yet. The people I've spoken to in recent weeks have all been very philosophical about it. Uh, nobody's, nobody's going through rage anymore. Everyone's saying, look, we're doing what we can as we can and we're learning to live with this new scene. Excellent, Rita. Thank you very much. Well, it does sound positive and we'll, we'll leave you on, a, on that upbeat note. And that's Travel Writers Radio for this week. We'll be back next week at 5pm on Wednesdays, repeated on Saturdays between 1 and 3pm here on JR88FM in Melbourne. Travel Writers Radio is a production of Pallet, the professional association of lifestyle and travel writers. The sound next week, it's good night from me, Graeme Kemlow. And it's good night from me, Rita Ehrlich. Thanks for listening. <laughs>